Hello, this is Fight Back, a podcast by the Healthcare Consumer Rights Foundation. I'm Steve Poisner, healthcare consumer advocate, founder, and executive director. Our nonprofit's mission is to help you navigate the complex healthcare system and understand your legal rights, options, and opportunities when you encounter problems and obstacles. We want to empower you with the information you need to fight back and get the best possible care. Our special guests, experts in their field of healthcare and medicine, provide you with an informative, interesting, and life-changing education on a variety of healthcare topics important to you and your loved ones. In our new Fight Back mini-cast series, we take you through the highlights and great educational information from our most popular podcast topics in our very large library. Let's get started. Yeah, Dr. Melamed, could you provide a little bit more information about what exactly is an anti-inflammatory diet? Yes. So you have to look at the evolution. Uh, I would like to say our uh, evolution, where the humans came from. You know, if you think about where we came from, and if you look at the agriculture revolution, the agriculture revolution was not till about 10,000 years ago. You know, we humans have been around for millions of years. So the agriculture revolution was 10,000 years ago. Why is that important? Because 10,000 years is not enough for us to evolve in an evolutionary way. What does that mean? So agriculture revolution brought to us a lot of wheat, you know, the bread basically, um, um, uh, grains, a lot of grain, you know, that's really when the grain came from, right? The grain, barley, rye, oats. Right. So our digestive system, 10,000 years, is not enough for it to adapt to basically these um, chemicals or these compounds, uh, such as barley, rye, oats, and, and grains. I know a lot of people have, uh, have bread and whole wheat bread, but really, Grain, barley, rye, oats are very inflammatory for you. I know maybe some doctors listening, they think there's no way. But that's the that's the really the truth. You can talk to some of the, the patients who have autoimmune disease. Them eliminating these food from their diet, they have felt immensely, immensely much better, basically. Now, I'm not telling you don't even have bread. Sure. You want to have a piece of a toast once in a while? Sure, go for it. I'm talking about repeated consumption of these on a daily basis will cause, you know, disrupt your gut uh, health and will cause what we call leaky gut. So that's what the inflammation is. Inflammation is that your gut microbiome, your gut structural integrity gets destroyed from within and bad stuff starts getting in that should not get in. And bad bacteria start populating, starts populating your gut and eliminating the good bacteria. So, so again, grain, barley, rye, oats. Now, if we were in Europe right now, if you were in a in a French bakery or Italian or Switzerland, their bread is very different than us. It's only on white flour only, no preservatives. And you want to have a little bit of that maybe every day? Sure, no problem. I do have a problem with our bread here because it's full of like wheat and so many other preservatives. Like a bread in Europe would only last a day. A bread in the U.S., you know, most breads, you put them in the refrigerator, they're still there three weeks later, you know? So that's, those are the things, the, the inflammatory. So 
nice shades are also nightshades are also another one believe it or not it's the seeds in the nightshades that are that are the problems again i know many patients who've said when they eliminated the nightshade they felt so much better the seeds in a tomato cucumber eggplants zucchini they're the problem so we myself my wife and i we tend to get rid of all of the seeds when we consume consume nightshades and i have noticed the difference basically like tomatoes used to make me very bloated now if i take the seeds i don't get bloated anymore if i have tomatoes basically so so nightshades we said grains barley rye oats dairy dairy is another huge uh, inflammatory marker especially the dairy in the united states if you want to do almond milk a pure almond milk no preservatives and unsweetened go for it coconut milk unsweetened go for it but i do have a problem with most of the dairy in the united states um, now if you want to consume dairy for example butter from ireland no problem if you want to consume some of the cheeses that are from france italy switzerland no problem why because that dairy is very different than our dairy here for example we uh my uh my family and i went to uh went to europe uh last year and i when we got there with my mom she all of a sudden i see her the first day we were having about to have breakfast and she pulls this pill out of her purse and she's like taking this pill i'm like mom what are you taking she's like oh it's for my lactose i have lactose intolerance i need to take it before because she wanted to have you know some dairy in the breakfast i said mom you don't have lactose intolerance it's the dairy in the u.s that's a problem i said i bet you if you eat the dairy here nothing is going to happen to you and guess what my mom consumed the dairy without the pill nothing happened to her in fact most of my patients tell me that when they're in Europe, they don't break out, they don't have stomach problems, because that dairy over there and that uh, the white flour bread only does not have all the inflammatory that we have here. Another one also inflammatory is meat, animal protein. You know, if you consume what I call 100% grass-fed beef, pasture-raised chicken, not organic or free-range, but pasture-raised chicken, also pasture-raised eggs, not organic or cage-free eggs, but pasture-raised eggs, and only wild-caught uh, fish, not farm-raised. Very, very critical. At all costs, avoid uh, farm-raised fish or seafood. Wild-caught, these are don't have the inflammatory markers in them. But if you take farm-raised fish, which most of the fish and sushis have, it, if you have regular chicken, regular beef, they're full of antibiotic hormones, and worse, they have they're fed their unnatural diet, which is grain and soy, which are very very bad for you. So this is how you, you can, as you can see, there's so much around people that they're consuming a lot of inflammatory uh, inflammatory food. So when you've had to uh, fight the the negative effects of uh, the wrong kinds of foods and, and an inflammatory diet. It, once you switch to an anti-inflammatory diet, how long does it take your body to recover? So this is very, very important. Uh, you know, a lot of people are like, God, doc, uh, so that means I can't have my uh, pastry, I can't have my, uh, you know, like your cheat meal, whatever. I want to have my French toast and stuff like that. I say, no, of course you can have all that stuff. But here, here's a very important thing. It's like if you get a cut, if you get a cut on your arm, if you get a deep gash on your arm, that deep gash, it's not going to heal overnight. It's not going to heal in two days. It's not going to heal 
in uh, in even a week, you know. So you have to allow your gut to 100% heal itself. Then you can start introducing your cheat meals, basically, if, if you want. Like you want to have your French toast once a week, it's fine. That process, it's minimum three months. You got to be hardcore, like very, very hardcore for three months. Once your gut heals, because the problem is that if you're not hardcore for three months, every time you, you cheat, you're not allowing that gut to heal, basically. You, you keep opening up that scab again, and you cause a little, you cause that damage to continue. Once your gut heals, sure, you want to have French toast once a week, which is sometimes what I do. You want to have your pancake. You want to have your uh, big chocolate cheesecake, slice of it once a week. Sure, go for it. But then that, I'm not talking about like cheating. Oh, a lot of people say, well, I only cheat uh, uh, at nighttime only. Well, no, that's not good. You're cheating every day. <laughs> that's not good. I'm talking maximum cheating uh, once or twice, twice a week maximum. That's it. Two meals. You want to cheat? Fine. You want to have a little bit? Go for it. But once you really go on this anti-inflammatory, you will see that you can't eat the way you used to eat because you develop such a afterwards reaction such as stomach pain and you're like god i can't believe i was eating this so you actually your body actually starts developing an aversion to some of the food that you really used to like because your body becomes you become so healthy and you don't miss it anymore well let's talk a little bit more about uh your gut you've mentioned it a few times uh, I, the gut is an, an amazing part of the human body, super complicated, right? Can, yes. can, can you talk a little bit about what the gut does for the body and, and uh, how, it, how it impacts your overall health? Uh, that's, that's very critical. In fact, most people don't think about it. Uh, they call gut the second brain, basically. We have more nerve connections. So think about it, more nerve connections. I'm going to repeat again, more nerve connections from the gut to the brain than anywhere else in the body. I mean, think about it. You're, when you run, how much motor nerve connections are going from your legs to your brain to make it happen for you to be sprinting? I mean, you would think that's the most nerve connections to your arms and legs because you're using them all the time, but that's not the reality, or your eyes. The reality is that there's more nerve connections from your gut to the brain. In fact, they're showing now that people who develop Alzheimer's Parkinson's, even ALS, multiple sclerosis, all these things are apparently are coming from the gut, basically. A poor gut health over decades leads to these conditions. And also, again, we are the highest in the world in Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, neurodegenerative disorders in the world. And that goes against to our, to our diet. So gut is very important. In fact, I tell my patients, after the surgery, my focus is to focus on your gut health. I want to focus on your gut health because the faster we get your gut health back after the surgery is the faster you will recover. So a lot of uh, conditions, you know, diabetes, I feel a lot of chronic diseases, they all start from the gut. The gut is regulates, uh, you know, pretty much everything in your body. 70% of your immune system lines up your gut. So if you have a bad gut health, guess what? That is causing compromise 70% of your immune system. And gut health is what I tell my patients to focus because of COVID. Now we're in this current COVID crisis, the coronavirus, and you optimize your gut health, you're optimizing your immune system, and that's your best chance of fighting against COVID.
I want to thank you for listening to today's Fight Back minicast. You can listen to the full podcast on this topic or check out additional podcasts by going to our website at www.healthcareconsumerrights.org. We also welcome your input and stories that we can use on future podcasts. This is Steve Poisner, and this is Fight Back, a podcast by the Healthcare Consumer Rights Foundation. Thanks for listening. I look forward to our next podcast. Talk with you soon.